Here we go, spring of 2021. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode number 94. We will get into the last few seasons of turkey hunting, punch a mic. Here and, in, here and there, and then we'll also talk about some of the things that I have been planting. We got some much needed rain, and we'll get into a little bit of what we will do after turkey season now. So, I have the main man, Jed, here joining us. It's a two-man show today, no Weston. We've kicked him out of the group. No Jeff. Yeah, Jeff tried making a surprise appearance out of nowhere and then just didn't come. Yeah, he just like was talking like he was going to, and then at the, the point of commitment was just like, oh, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> okay, dude. All right, guy. Whatever you say, Weston just out of left field, can't come. What's new? <clears throat> oh, well. We, uh, I hate ourselves. Missed a week. First time in a long time. My bad. Well, it was my bad, too. I was trying to get something... So I'm trying, I'd like to get to where we're doing, where I'm doing some type of either segment or maybe another episode on what all I'm doing out here on this place, because it's getting to be quite a bit, <clears throat> and I might as well talk about it on here, because it is kind of interesting. Um, I was trying to get that out at the end of the week last week, and it's just like, I don't know, pretty pretty busy right now, pretty busy. Now that I'm a full-fledged farmer, and it's planting season, if you didn't know. And we got some rain. So, we can get in. I'll get into that in a little bit, but let's get into some turkey hunting stuff right away. What's been going on out there? Well, uh, I had a fourth season tag, and so did Maria, and so did Jake and Alex. So, we decided to do a little uh, weekend excursion down south. Uh, seeing as you know, you can't you can't uh, like count on anybody drawing an early tag anymore. Yeah. So you got to do like your turkey camps during later season when everybody can get a tag. And uh, you're hunting in shorts too, which I'm sure you were not happy about. Yeah, I was not happy about that. It was hot. It was hot. But uh, that the first the Saturday morning we went out <clears throat> to a spot that uh, Jake had seen birds at in the in recent times and uh he gave he gave marie and i the good spot and sure enough right at uh right at fly down could could hear him fly down we were pretty sure they flew down to our field and uh couldn't see him just because of the way the you know the woods and field and topography laid and then all of a sudden i heard i heard a hen clucking and i was like oh my god they're close and then all of a sudden, here comes two tail fans strutting up over the hill. And uh, there, it was two strutters and uh, like seven-ish hens. And uh, the hens wanted nothing to do with the decoys. They were just like circling us at 35 yards and the, the toms weren't breaking. And uh, they kind of separated at 
at the end of like the view of the blind you know we we actually to to get the shot had to like both get out of our chairs and kneel down and like stick the gun out the blind because it was it was like hard left at that point um as they were just working along along the top of the like horizon basically and uh Maria wanted me to shoot. I wanted her to shoot. I'd already shot one, you know. Right. And uh, was she worried about missing? She yeah. She just didn't like it. Yeah. Didn't like it the was scenario. Yeah. And I, whatever. Probably should have just done it. But then I'd have felt like an asshole then too, you know. Um. But so anyway, so she shoots, and uh, I see feathers fly from the turkey. He goes straight up in the air. Like, I don't know, five to ten feet, it seemed like. Yeah, springboard. Yep, comes down, lands on its back, rolls twice. By this time, I have my gun, like, up to my shoulder, and I'm like, well, if he if his, like, if his like he gets back to his feet, I'm just going to, you know, dust Smack him. him. Because, like, obviously I wanted to shoot the other one, too, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so his head came back up, and I was like, well, I'm not chasing a turkey around today. Like, fuck that. It's hot. I'm already sweating. So shot him, and then, then nobody was really happy about the situation. Like, Maria wasn't. Because she technically wounded it? Yeah, because she's like, well, I don't even feel like I killed it. And I'm like, well. <clears throat> well, you did. Yeah, I, I like, I hear you, but, like, <laughs> you did. And then it was just like, I don't know, she just wasn't happy. Was just, like, she refused to keep the tail fan. She refused to keep the beard. Just mad just about hardcore. it. hardcore. Yeah. Which, like, I get. Whatever, it's a fan for a decoy then. Nope. Nope, refused, threw it in the garbage. What? Yep, yep, won't even cut it off the turkey. I mean, you just walk around my property a little bit here, and you'll see about 15 to 20 tail fans. I, I don't think I've ever just thrown one away. Yeah. I, I've always pinned one up, and, like, they're in my head, I've always been like, I want to make a display of, like, 10 yeah. along a wall. And then it just never happens. No, they all yeah. become decoy fans. Yep. It's That's kind of dumb, though. Although it would be kind of weird just to have a wall full of turkey fans. Yeah, kind of. And they're just yeah. Once know. you got one, it's yeah. They're not much different. Nope. <laughs> Except those ones I had where they were they had little those ones that have like blonde yeah unique lines like a them. unique feather yeah. here and there yeah. But whatever. But yeah, just like the average eastern tail fan, they pretty much all look the same. Hundred percent. I don't know. even know what happened to my Marion one. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to do something cool with that one, you're probably not going to do something. Fan. Yeah, but it's still cool. Yeah, but you can't hide that it's Jake. Why the fuck didn't I know what a Jake fan looked like when I was younger? I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Did it you? is. No, not really. Like, you didn't. Probably because you never saw him fan out. But. Oh, uh, that's not true. I, I definitely shot a fan out Jake one time. Like, when I realized that, the, the, like, the two, like, the middle fan, like, the middle feathers were higher than the other i it was like such an epiphany to me like i did like i did not know that yeah yeah i don't know it's so weird i but i like i think i even had killed jakes before and like didn't realize that sure <laughs> that's a weird one yeah i don't know like so if you're still like that and you're like oh i didn't know that and like well don't feel bad yeah yeah i mean i don't know I was, I was probably like 24 25 when it finally like clicked for me yeah, like last, like two, three, three, four years. Well, ago. yeah, it was like six for me, but whatever. <laughs> I forget, you know. Yeah, right. 
a little older. Yeah, up there in age, you know. So, yeah, uh, so after that, we hunted the rest of the weekend. Not super hard. Yeah, pretty much not very hard at all, I guess. But uh, Did you miss a morning? No. No, but it, th- there was no, like, all day hitting her hard type So Jake deals. didn't get the whiskey out one night? No. Didn't get in trouble? No. No. Um, He's been known to do that. No, he blames you. Uh, yeah, we had we had a couple other birds work. Oh, actually, uh, had a hen come in to the decoys, full fan. Ooh, really? Kicked one decoy. Oh my god! And pecked the head of another decoy. Remember when that was supposed to be like the most rare thing ever? Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot more of it lately. I th- I haven't seen a lot more of it. Like that was the first time I've uh ever seen one like full. Yeah, display. I mean I haven't seen. One. I've definitely seen more videos of them. Sure, of them like. Like, the first picture or video I saw of one, it was like, this is unbelievable. Yep. And then they just came out of the woodwork. Yeah. She didn't gobble. That would have been the only thing. More people have cameras in the woods, I guess. Yeah, that's probably another one. She didn't gobble, which would have, like, made it the coolest God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Jeez, that's insane. Strutted and kicked the decoy. Kicked one, pecked another. Yeah, both both hens. Just talking shit. Yep. Get get over here, bitch. And then we also had a raccoon come up to us, like, in five feet of us that, that afternoon also. And did it try to kill a turkey? Uh, it went, it was, like, acting all confused because there was, there was two ground blinds set up. And uh, it was, like, looking at them. Like, like he, they were, he was trying to, like, walk where your blinds were? Yeah. And he was like, well, what is this? Yeah, that seems weird. And then, like, turns around and goes and sniffs a decoy. Well, can you and imagine? He sniffed the decoy. He just fucking got a. You, you have know. a brain similar to a raccoon. So, like, all you know is, like. I'm trying to go to bed. And you look up and you're like, well, no, he oh. wasn't trying to go to bed. This wasn't in the afternoon. He was looking for oh, some food. He's heading out. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I just woke up a little sleepy. What is this thing? I can't be. I've walked here. Hey, what is this thing? Like, walk up to it. It's like, what the hell? When did this thing get here? Why is there? Why do I swear I see movement inside that yeah. thing? This seems a little fucked up. What do you think about the raccoons? That's weird. That's a weird. Oh, there's so many this year. So many. Easily the most raccoons I've ever seen in a spring turkey hunting season. Yeah, the more and more that we talk about that, the more and more I think that it's it would be completely a lot. Like, it's just impossible for that not to affect the population. Yeah. Like, if they truly are nest robbers, and mm-hmm. they've been increasing over the last four or five years... And then, like, they don't – that doesn't just coincide with turkeys decreasing over the last four and five years without – like, there's some relationship oh, yeah. there, most likely. I believe so. Which is – that sucks because that probably won't be corrected for a while. No, probably not. Like, unless people, like, just all of a sudden are – just, like, make a weird commitment to killing a bunch of raccoons again, even though they're not making any money off them. You know, because, like, there's a there's quite a, like, predator hunting population that I don't feel like takes good care of the hides and actually turns them in. You know, like, a lot of the people that I know that hunt coyotes just toss them in the ditch. Hmm. So, like, maybe people will start thinking killing coons is cool and start doing that. But I mean, it was fun. Like, if it got in, like, where people, where like, it, like, the fun part of it, mm-hmm. where, like, you get a group of people together and do it. I could see that becoming like if it became like 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 a joke kind of like a 
game, kind of, but yeah, most likely it's not going to happen. No. If that's the case, then that's going to be an issue. But <clears throat> you'd think that the turkey would evolve at some point and be like, hey, we're going to do this nesting thing a little better. But they seem to not be capable of that. No. Which is just odd that over time that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Why is it that odd? There's a lot of species that went extinct because they were so bad at stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. We'll see it on this place. Like, can you truly? I was talking to someone today in the store, and um, obviously, you know, talking about turkey hunting, asked about, <clears throat> you know, what we've been doing this year, and it's like, yeah, I am. I mean, th- so whenever someone comes up to me and asks me, which seems to happen a lot the last week, it's like, so what's going on with turkey hunting with you this year? Because I haven't, I haven't killed anything, and I'm like, I don't like well. <sighs> I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not saying that out of. I'm just completely taking this weird stance of not killing one just because of these reasons. But I mean, I do have lots of going on. I've been pretty busy, but um, I just. I mean, there is. I have actual concern for the population, and I guess maybe it's the first year where I'm not like having an anxiety attack and I just go without killing one. But we're talking about, like, how to improve, like, the nesting habitat. And it's kind of frustrating on my place because, I, I mean, it's hard. It, it would be hard to see the – it would be hard to see it, I guess. Because the first year that we've had, like, good nesting. Like, I have good, good growth in these fields where, like, a turkey could lay nests out here and, like, actually like, have really good success. So it'll be interesting to see, like, over the next three to five years, what truly. I don't know. I'm just disappointed there wasn't turkeys on my property this year either. Like, I didn't, I could not pull them over here. I never, I still have never seen one starting on my property, which is just annoying. Yeah, and mind blowing. So where the conversation went with this guy after that, it's like, I said. Obviously, I would recommend doing those nesting habitat because no matter what, it's going to improve anything. Like it's it, it's awesome. Like I think he said that they planted alfalfa and like grasses and pasture mixes, and then just kind of going to let them go fallow. That's sweet. That'd be cool. Um, I but there is something to the turkey where it's like they are only gonna, they, they just fucking decide where they want to be. It's like the other farms we've talked about. Like how is there just a ton in one pocket? And nothing spread out the rest of the farm. And then we talked to, you know, Turkey Doc about that. Mike Chamberlain, and he's like, and he admitted, he's like, yeah, I know, it is just weird. Like, I don't, they don't have an answer for that. Like, it's just like, they just decide that some areas are not good enough for them, and we can't pinpoint what the reasoning is. So if you're just, if you're sitting on a smaller farm, and you don't have the population, I don't know. We'll see. I'm annoyed that it didn't happen this year. Granted, it's only one year of having it, but what do you think about that? They don't, it doesn't change much. I haven't seen, like, all of a sudden there's turkeys appearing in places that there weren't before. No, it's going the other way. Right. It's like, hey, there used to be turkeys here, and now they're not. And it and it doesn't seem to me that it's just, like, transferring places. No, so it's, like, almost like when we were younger or when the per- population was higher, where you were seeing those birds were kind of, like, overflow areas, and it's, like, the certain areas that are still good are like the core areas or something. Yep. 
Like that's how I'm like, it's almost like the population increases. You have these weird, like overflows <laughs> where there's more birds. And then you have like that key spot that like the birds are going to be there or something like, and those spots are like, it's like a kind of a coin flip on between like that spot and like probably two or three others around that area where they would be roosting in the morning. Right. Like this knob, that knob, or that knob down right. the same ridge. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. I have successfully brought a pheasant onto this property, though. I know that. A couple we of have, them. Yeah, we've flushed a bow. has flushed two or three in the last two or three weeks. That's fucking cool. Yeah, they're cool birds. I'm a big fan of hearing them. Yeah, they make cool sounds. Just clucking. Just loud. So what's the plan now? Are you done? I'm oh the so bugs done. are the bugs have so done. entered the the equation. Dude, so if, I don't you, even see how it's if you saw the front of the tan van right now, you'd know that I am done turkey hunting. <laughs> just, Is it clean? Just caked with, oh. with dead <laughs> bugs. I thought like the front seat was like cleaned out. No, 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 like, no. like the like the the grill. The yes. grill and the headlights and the windshield just dead insects everywhere. And once that happens, I'm over it, man. So what was the end? Uh, you had you you killed one bird then. Yep. Got Maria a bird. That yep. was so those two goals were in the main. Yep. How many birds did Jake kill? I think two. Numbers are down. Numbers Jared, are down. Is Jared going a whole year without killing one? No, he killed one. Oh, he did. Yeah. Only one. I guarantee you, you can guess in one guess how he did it, too. I'm sure he just crawled up on it yeah. or something. Behind a decoy afternoon. Oh, it's like a five-minute hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Then he just went fishing. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, Maybe that will happen more, though. Because we ha- now we have this like new stream of uh, popularity in turkey hunting. But maybe it'll be to the point where all of us have kind of gotten where it's like, well, there is other things that we're willing to do during the spring now too because I don't know. Not not, not that it got like overly simple, but there was a time there where it was like you you you're pre before like we killed them all the time. It was like really intriguing because you're always almost killing. It was like seemed really difficult. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, then you're killing them all the time. It was like, well, this is fucking awesome. Go out at like every other time and kill one. And now it's, uh, I don't know, you grow almost grow like a sensitivity, like like a lack of sensitivity sensitivity to it where it's like you could find other things to do during the spring. Where before I had like, they was, that was it. That's all I did. That was all you had drive to do. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a yeah, it's been a weird year. I don't know that I ever had that. Like I've <clears> never <throat> been a like a big number per spring year guy. Yeah. Yeah, you almost you almost, you're more into it than you were like even like 5 6 years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 Um But like I'm still real happy with one a year. And if I get a second one like I'm for sure good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even in, in this state, anyways. Like, if I went out of state, man, I'd have to like however many tags that state sold me. I'd have to try and rack up, you know. I like to. God, Nebraska's a good state. It's hard to be in a March season. There's nothing to compete with in March. No, 
like nothing. Nothing. Like I'm all, that's that's part of the issue. You get into May and man, there's lots of going on. So much actually. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any trout fishing? So like trout fishing once. has like left your life. No, I, I went once. Yeah. I've actually learned that I like don't like eating them as much as I used to. Really? Yeah. Why so, do you think that is? I don't know. I just you like, think they taste different. Yeah, I just like I'm, it's just like like I don't love the way they taste anymore. So like it makes it really hard for me to get excited to go. I am a big believer on the change of taste. It is happening. It's like weird. Yeah. Like, well, it still hasn't happened with liver. I'll tell you that. Still hate that <laughs> shit. I tried it last year again. Fucking still hate it. I ate. I tried quite a bit of liver last year. Did you? Of deer, yeah. It just didn't go well because I thought like. I think the first bite, I thought I like kind of liked it. Sure. And then I like, ate like a actual like couple forkfuls of it. I was like, this is unreal. Almost was how bad gagging. it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like why? Well, yeah. Like, it's a, like blood and chalk <laughs> and butter, and you can't like I I couldn't put enough onion on my fork to drown it out. If it'd be like a, a paste, like toothpaste. With a capsule of kind of something that resembles like meat, mm-hmm. and like, but like a little bit like chalkier than yeah. toothpaste. Yep, <clears throat> it's disgusting. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Some people like it. Yeah, I, I honestly cannot understand. They pull out, they pull out chicken liver and eat it. Can you imagine what that would taste like? I would assume just as terrible, maybe worse. How do people eat chicken? Um, Gizzards? Yes. Pickled. What is it then? It's just like a what is gross what? piece of skin that's pickled? No, no, no. You like the skin part gets uh gets like ripped off. And oh, it's and there's just like the a little muscle. thing. No, in no, no. There. Like the gizzard's a giant muscle. Like that's all. Like the gizzard is what like has the rocks in right, it and yeah, it just like yeah. crushes shit. <clears throat> well, the inside lining you cut and peel that off, and then it's just that big dense muscle. My grandma loves them. We used to we used to raise like hundred chickens a year and butcher them. And she took every fucking gizzard and pickled them all. It was disgusting. You guys are raising hundred. Mm-hmm. How were you doing it? Just in a barn? Like in a in a coop that like with a yard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, disgusting. They're disgusting. Yeah, hated it. Butcher day was my least favorite day of the whole year. <laughs> Well, I just got my first experience of it. Jed and I were talking before the podcast started. Uh, probably the last experience of it too. I'm just well, not. Did you notice that it. I did not volunteer to come out? Because <laughs> I lived through it. It's fucking terrible. I don't think I want. I mean, but if granted, if I supplied beer and you had one station, which station would you choose? Head removal. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I ain't plucking. Although, jo- yeah, but I had a plucker. Well, Big drum plucker. Oh, my God. You guys were hand plucking that? 100? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, there's so many people there, though. Like, how many? Oh, I don't know. Ten? The whole family. Like, it extended. Yeah. That's the only way to go. It was. So, it started with me and Kenzie. Yeah. Nightmare. It was bad. It nightmare. Was yeah. I'm sure there was some yelling involved. And I actually didn't yell at her because I'm like, it was. Did I was she blaming, yell at you? No. I was blaming myself more. I was like. Sure. I'm just dumb. But there was, like, tensions were high. I was upset. Angry. With myself. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I think I was decent with her. 
uh, which <laughs> isn't normal. Because <laughs> usually when I'm like ramped up, I'll be like an asshole, and I don't think there's anything. I don't see no way to fight that. Right. But like I'd been getting kind of annoyed with them <clears throat> the last couple of weeks. Okay. Because they started getting so fucking big. Yeah. That they were like kind of getting gross. Yep. And like the portable coupe I had kind of was getting too small for them. They started stinking really bad. Yeah, that's they were kind of. They were just, like dying. That's when you just got to push up butcher day. Just be like, okay, time for you guys to go. Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I kept kind of like lingering around it. I'm like, it just needs to get done. Yeah. I want them out of here. And it was disgusting because then you got to get then like the whole like getting the temperature right for, when the, for the scalding for it to yep. like the feathers to properly come off, but then like the plucker will like rip the skin off if it's, if it's too, too hot. hot sure um the whole device that i used to chop cut their slit their throats wasn't working well <laughs> so i had a couple early that i slit their throats and they were able to like get out of the fucking cone and then i was like chasing around with their throats cut mm-hmm. i'm not big on like animal suffering at all like i'd much rather it be very well like, i'm here mean, to tell you that Chicken death is not a calm thing. No, it's not. They go insane. I fucking watched 20 videos on YouTube, and none of them kicked like that. Like, they all were kind of like, they would kick some, but it was mm-hmm. like, these things went psycho. Like, yeah. They like, the last, until like the last drop of blood left their fucking body, they were just all over the place. Yep. So I wasn't expecting that. Learn quickly that you literally have to sit there and hold their feet. Oh, yeah. Hold their feet and wings. is Like, that's my memory. That's of what it. the cone kind of helps oh, with. Oh, sure. Because it kind of holds them in there, but boy, it was. Uh... <laughs> but if I didn't have the chicken plucker, I probably would have just given up early. Yeah. Oh, dude, plucking chickens is the worst. It's a fucking nightmare. And then the gutting isn't. It's nothing like. Like you can't. You, there's like, kind of. I don't know how you did it, but like, there's like three stations to it, almost like the gutting process. Like you have to cut like the gizzard and the tr- like the uh, windpipe out and then like cut like the um the tail uh oh, whatever that the um whatever they the call it the gland the gland like in their tail oh sure like cut that could like, cut around it and then like flip them over and like kind of gut them but then come back up and like cut the neck off i don't know it wasn't like it never got like where it was like really quick which you'd think it would sure I can't, you guys did a hundred in a fucking day. Well, there was also like probably fifteen to twenty people there. So everyone was doing like each station had like two people doing stuff. Well, I don't know. I just know that I refused to do anything besides cut the heads off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would am you go clean plugged. cut off right from the start, or would you cut? Would you slice its throat? And then no, it was it was a, like it, was a it was a stump with two nails driven at an angle, and then you would put the chicken's like head in there sideways. Pull back to stretch the neck out, take a hatchet, and whoosh, take the head clean off. It, okay. I, and remember, then, I remember those setups when I was a kid. And then, like, yeah. so right hand hatchet, left hand legs, stretch the neck, whack, cut the head off, grab the uh, the wings with the right hand then, like, coming up over the top of them, grabbing the wings and just, like, holding them there until they quit. Oh, my around. God. That was my job. So, yeah, so the uh, – oh. I thought about that, too, because I remember when I was a kid seeing those setups. And, like, that is where the original, like, 
chicken running around with their head cut off. Yes, like you would, you cut them off, and then they would run around. Yeah, if you you just like if you cut it and just like put them on the ground, they're like jumping around doing backflips, like acting like a turkey that just got shot. Yep, yep. Except prolonged for like five to ten minutes, like would would end up breaking legs, breaking wings. The whole thing would be bruised. It'd be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nightmare. Hated it. It's uh. The smell is just terrible. Awful. It's just, awful. Rabbits and chickens have the worst smelling guts ever in my mind. You think it's the guts that smell? I think it's I think it's like their bodies. Well it's like the hair, like the feathers and yeah, shit. They're just disgusting animals. They are. They taste good, they but they're terrible. Good. So then I was yeah, I was real weird really weirded out by the whole situation. <laughs> Wasn't thrilled about it. I'm like, I I don't I mean, I don't even know if I can eat these things. But then we cooked one and it was fucking unbelievable. So, I I don't have a ton of thing. I I don't I don't ever go to the grocery store and like buy chicken. But I had but I you know I'd gotten those like pre cooked like rotisseries, a mm-hmm. hundred times better in those things. At least, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost resembles I thought resembled closer to like a Thanksgiving turkey in the size of it than like a chicken. Sure. How uh, how'd you cook it? We, we did straight up, like, just rotisserie, like, put it in a pan, 80 minutes in the oven, seasoned, you know, the outside and everything. Mm-hmm. Any extra, like, butter? No, nothing. not really. Oh, no like oil. olive oil. Olive yeah. oil. On, just on the outside On the skin. outside yeah, before yeah. we seasoned like it. Yeah. crisps it up. Oh, yeah. it was crispier. The skin was unbelievable. It, oh, the best part. <laughs> it was the best part. Yeah. It was the best part. It, everything about it was really good. I'm, I'm pretty uh, – because – the day before we butchered them, we got 60 of the new ones. Sure. Because I had timed it where I was like, well, we'll butcher these. I'll have some time to figure out, but we'll get these next ones starting to go. At the end of butchering, I'm like, well, these things might just get fed to the pig. <laughs> and I'll just eat the, whatever the original cost. But I ain't, this was terrible. Yep. Um, then he ate one. Oh, just unbelievable. And, and it feels, you know, it's a good feeling knowing exactly what got put into them. Because you look at some of the big op, like the store bought chickens that you're getting. I mean, they're most likely eating about 25% of their diet might be chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it could oh, be. Oh, they're cannibalistic as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're disgusting. Well, did I? Oh, I didn't tell you what. I, so I took food away from them the night before. Sure. Did you, did you guys do that? Probably. Worked out pretty well. Their gizzard was fucking empty. Sure. But uh, I don't know if they killed one or if one just happened to die. But there was one that was dead. There was one that's dead, and there's fucking guts were pulled out of it. So they had started to peck at it and eat it. (laughs) I'm looking away and just shaking my head. Like, I can't even respond to that. So that whole situation was happening that morning. So it was fucking. So it was just bad from the get-go. I wasn't happy, man. I wasn't wasn't thrilled about the situation. Just disgusted with the whole thing. You guys are disgusting animals. And I look at the egg layers and like, these birds are so much better than you guys because I don't have to do anything with them. They just, they literally would live by themselves probably. And you freaks can't, can barely walk because you're so fat Mm -hmm. too. Like, that's that's part of it too, you know. You get the really aggressively hybrided, like hybrid um, things, and there, I think there is some issues because I mean, oh, they for sure, finish in eight weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure how natural that is. Yeah, not very. I mean, they get fed completely natural food, but 
I have thought about that. Like that's I think that's part of the reason why a couple of them are dying because you do hear about they have like heart attacks and shit because they're so because <laughs> their growth is so aggressive and it was it's unbelievable. The chicks we have now double the size of what they were when they first came, and they'll be. It's weird. Um, you need another beer? Yeah, got one. Yeah. All right, quick little beer break there. Now we're back. Um, so we're gonna get into. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to get into one more farming thing. All right, let's get into it. Because uh, I had to face my fears over the weekend. Uh, I texted. You... I texted oh, Taylor. That's right. And uh, and I said, hey man, you guys got some eggs. Because uh, had a wedding this weekend, and my sister and her two kids and husband came up and stayed with me, and went to this wedding. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna need some need some eggs for breakfast on hell yeah, dude on Sunday morning. Good eggs too. Yeah, best eggs. So text Taylor, and he's like, on Friday after like Friday afternoon, I was like, "Hey man, you got some eggs?" He's like, "Yeah, you'll have to pick them though." Uh, this is that. And I'm like, well, I'll just stop by in the morning. He's like, yep, still going to have to pick them. I'm, I'm at a wedding this weekend. Like, <laughs> won't be back until mid midday. I was like, Jesus Christ. God damn it. I thought about just going to the grocery store. But I'm like, no, Jed, don't be a bitch. You can go into the Didn't chicken Didn't I coop. say, I was like, I think you just have to get over yep, this one or yep. something? <laughs> because the last time I went in there, this chicken, like, attacked me. And I didn't like it. I had some PTSD back to when I was a kid and got attacked by chicken. So, anyways, I pull in. To get uh, <laughs> to get some eggs Saturday morning, I because I had three three carton three one dozen cartons at my house. I was like, well, I'll just go there, fill them up, whatever, just take a dozen. So I pull into the driveway and there's a young child standing in the door <laughs> looking at me, and I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be weird. So I just like kind of waved at her, and she just looked at me like. Why is this strange human here? And I go go down to the chicken coop, just left the van running. And yep. I'm like, well, she maybe won't be so intimidated if, the, like, I just leave the van running. I don't know. So I go down there, and I got I got these, you know, three empty containers, and I'm, like, using an empty one to try to fish the hens out of the nesting box because <laughs> I didn't want to actually, like, touch them. Because you, you know? went at, like, 8.30, you said? Yeah, it was like early. Prime time. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like squawking at the at the box, and none of them like went to like peck at the box or anything. So I'm like, well, maybe. So I like got myself a little psyched up, and I just like reached my hand in there. And the first one I like reached in and like swatted her out of the way, like just removed her forcefully from the box. Yeah. And then she was like, but didn't do anything. So I was like, you know what? I bet I could just reach under these things and not even have to throw them out. And that's what I did. I just like stuck my hand yeah. under them to grab the eggs, and they were just fine with it. Like yeah. they didn't, they didn't I try think, and peck me. What, I think that's what uh, Ken's usually does. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, they acted like it was just totally normal. They, I mean, they were like, Wah. yeah, Wah. but they never like got aggressive towards me. So I was just like, there's only one that I guess isn't aggressive. They sure. call her grumpy. Sure, that makes sense. And uh, she, she lives in the nesting boxes. Like, oh, she, she never just leaves. doesn't leave. I always sure. thought there was just one chicken always laying or something or always sure. chilling. But I guess it's the same grumpy old bitch. Sure. Yeah. That's funny, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Sure. So then, like, by, the by like, the fourth chicken, uh, I just started becoming friends with them. It was just like, hey, how many you got underneath you, you know? 
And they like squawked at me, and I was like, "Oh, you got six? Yeah, nice. probably a lot because yeah. it's been a couple of days." Yeah, and uh, and they were like, all of them were extremely clean except one box had a busted had one that was busted. So then the yolk was on everything, and it was just yep. gross. And uh, and then yeah, I so then I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take a dozen, and I'm gonna leave these other two in the fridge." Oh my god there's at least one small child in the house i'm assuming there's more than just her but like this is gonna be weird for her but whatever so i like walk in and then she's like staring at me and i'm like hey what's up and then she like goes running into a different room and goes there's a man here and i was just like yeah i'm just dropping off eggs don't worry i'm i'm leaving i'll be out of your hair momentarily and then apparently she thought we were friends following you around yeah so then she like came out and like watched me put the eggs in the fridge and was like um so i'm gonna get Bo inside i'm like yeah good luck with that she's like yeah he never comes inside he just (laughs) never listens to me i'm like i don't think he listens to many people (laughs) so then she like goes running after him and he like rolls over and i was like all right i'll help you get Bo inside apparently you really want him in (laughs) oh god it that's was pretty it was funny. interesting. I, uh, ah, that's funny. I'm proud of you, though. So you only went to the Thank one you. coop, not the trailer trash birds? Yeah, I, I was filled up by then. I actually left some eggs in the. Those in there. birds are freaking, they poop out some clean eggs. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's the only other, one. The other one's not so clean. There must be one bird that, like, breaks her eggs because sure. there's only, there's always one, like, hutch that has yep. kind of messy eggs. But other than that, no, the other birds are, like, kind of messy. Sure. <clears throat> but you can clean them up and it's fine. Oh yeah. Um god. I yeah, I'm a big fan of egg laying birds and if you can get some not around here obviously cuz you just need to buy them from me but um <laughs> they're pretty simple. Supposedly the saying is if if one in 3 people were to have one chicken eat so if <clears throat> one of if one person had like say one family had like a chicken or two, it would take care of the waste from three families. It would, it would essentially eliminate oh, the uh, waste, I, I waste issue in the world. Just because they're so, there's well, they're just garbage. Like whatever you would put in a garbage disposal, you can put into a chicken. Disgusting. It is kind of, but it's kind of cool too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see the merit in it. It's yeah. just like kind of gross to wrap your mind around. That you feed them trash yeah. and they spit out eggs. Yeah. Protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. Same thing with pigs. Oh, yeah. Of. They're they're also disgusting. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I Like, I grew up with them more. So, like, I, like I'm like i just more accepting of them. Maybe I like their meat better. And so I actually find more... that the pigs are, tend to be uh, more picky than the chickens. Nice. On what they eat. Nice. Good for them. Chickens will eat. Literally anything. Seems like it. Yeah. We'd have to, although if the pigs are properly, I mean, if they're hungry a little bit, it seems like they will yeah. devour whatever, including humans. That's why you can never, you know, it's always good to have one. <laughs> so <clears throat> we were talking. The couple f- food plots you did last year, you did broadcast some stuff into soybeans, and it, in, and it was a failure in the fall. But you think yeah. it, it was a failure right now, too. Well, no, I just think the reason that it was a failure in the no, fall. No, but like you, you've gone out there this spring yeah, yeah, and nothing's grown. Yeah, and here Man, is. it's crazy. Well, here's me. why. Here's my theory anyways. Yeah. It was uh, 
the the soybean leaves had not started to wilt at all. Yeah. Like, it was still just lush and green. And I think that there was enough dew on those leaves when I did it, you know, just being impatient, being like, well, I got to get this done, and I got this, this, and this to do, so, like, right now is my time, that, like, I just, you know, hand-tossed the seed onto these wet soybean leaves, and they just stuck to the leaves and never got made it to the dirt. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that's my thought and it makes the most sense because nothing grew there so it would make the most sense that the that the seeds just never hit the dirt and you had tossed that right around the drought too so like that played a role the initial germination never happened no because i did it just before it rained oh you did yeah and it was and it ran and it did actually and it did rain but i think what'd you broadcast was I was it like just, wheat or something? Yeah, no, it was some. It was just some mix that I had a bag of mm. laying around, like a fall plot mix or you know whatever. Because I have, I have a couple fields where one it was a standing cornfield where I broadcasted in like July, a mix of a bunch of different stuff, and there's a sh- <laughs> it was absolutely nothing last fall. I thought it was a complete waste of time. I thought it was a waste of time when I was doing it too, but I was like, "Well, I need to try it just because, whatever." And now it's like a pretty filled-in clover field. Really? Yeah. So it just sat there all fall. Sat there all fall. Nothing happened. Huh. Didn't take off at all, really, in the in the fall. And then it's now it's like there's actually like things there. Nice. Yeah. And then the other one is um, in a standing soybean field. I had broadcasted a blend that had crimson clover in it. And some other clovers. That's a song, right? Mm, I don't know. I think it is. I'll look it up. I'm a big fan of Crimson Clover, though. Mainly just because it looks awesome. And uh, it, I thought it was a complete waste. Then that same field then I broadcasted Winter Rye. Winter Rye came in. Once again, thought the whole first seeding was dumb. But all of that shit, like there's a bunch of clover, a bunch of Crimson Clover, now just coming in. From last July. Sure. Crimson and Clover, song by Tommy James. Jeez, look that up. Tommy James. So one of the cool mixes I'm testing this year is the Warm Season Soil Builder from Green Cover Seed. They are... uh, So Green Cover Seed... I don't know. They, they they are kind of taking a new angle of, like, the cover crops and, like, annuals. If you go to their website, they have a cool uh, feature on it. They can, like, do, like, a smart mix. So I actually kind of cheat with cheat on them. So I feel almost feel guilty, and I end up buying some seed from them every year because you can go on the smart mix thing. You can type in, like, what you want to accomplish in a field. So most of the time you're, like, whatever it is. So say, like, a lot of the fields I'm planting right now, <clears throat> I want like supplemental grazing and then um, like nitrogen fixation and then like something that's easy to broadcast more into it and then like either get like a perennial perennial planting established. So using it more as like a nurse crop or um, moving it into like a full pasture, but just having something that can be grazed in like the next month. So anyways, you type these things in and then it gives you all these fucking seed species that you can type, like you can put in and it like works through all of your, 
like concerns essentially. It's crazy. It's awesome. I, I will, so I'll buy, I'll set these things up because then it, you hit the like mix button and it shows you the exact poundage and everything to put in a mix hmm. for a per acre. So you can like cheat it and like go like do that, save the mix and then go to your like local store and just buy all the individual seed, which is, I've done some of that too, but I did buy one of their like pre-made mixes, the warm season soil builder. <clears throat> So you have golden flax, which is, I think, kind of weird, trophy rapeseed, African cabbage, brown mustard, mankin buckwheat, okra, pearl millet, sorghum sedan, red ripper cowpeas, Hutchinson soybeans, mung beans, and sun hemp. Dude, the sun hemp, the origin is India. <laughs> so that's not native. No, but it's a <laughs> but these are warm season annuals, so like sure. they they only they're like you plant them and you plant them now and like this field should be ready to be grazed supposedly in a month. Wow, month, like six weeks. Well, have you ever seen like sorghum grow? Oh yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, it's all like kind of related to sorghum, and there's sorghum in this. <sighs> so then my personal mix of this was sorghum, um, sorghum, hairy vetch. Red clover, oats, and peas was kind of like my, like... You didn't put any of the India hemp in there? No. Well, you can't find this stuff oh. very easily okay. locally. So that's what I was able to find. Um, and that, I think I'm going to use all sorghum for, like, the screenings this year. Which people will tell you before, like, don't use sorghum for screenings because the deer will actually be eat... Like, deer will actually go and eat that. They'll, like, go and eat the seed once it seeds out, supposedly. Um, but if I can get supplemental grazing out of it, I'll have, like, sorghum fields that I'll graze up to, but I just won't – I'll, like, leave, like, you know, four feet, six feet of a gap, and I'll let that grow up and sure. get tall and be, like, a wall. So that was – I tossed a lot of that, had good timing on it. I did three acres of that this last week, got good rain this weekend. So I'm I'm hoping, like, everything about that those mixes should be really good. And sorghum seems to be kind of a cool annual that, number one, it builds the soil back. It's similar. It's a warm season grass, like a, like a corn, but it's, it's actually, like, good for your soil, builds it up. You get a ton of mass out of it. You can bale it. You can uh, graze it. At certain stages and it's a it would be like a if you let it grow throughout the year it gets to like eight to ten feet tall so i'm kind of excited about that and i planted the first acre of um pollinator which is fucking crazy that seed is something i've never I just, I'm going I'm to need to show it to you. I'm going to need to let you feel it. It's so weird. Like, the, so these are native pollinator plants. Guess how much an acre cost? Yeah, it was, it was a lot. I remember that. Uh, well, you could get some that are a thousand an acre. A thousand bucks? Thousand dollars an acre. Come on. This stuff I got is $550 what? an acre. And it's only like six pounds per acre. So a six pound bag of seed is $500. 
<laughs> Come on. You. Come on. Hit pause at least. All right, so he's opening up the native like. Oh, this is way darker than any like seed blend I've ever seen before. Yeah. So that's like, like the flowers. That's flakes. It looks. It looks. Those are like, prairie flowers. Yeah, it looks like somebody like has a pepper grinder with a bunch of unground pepper in it. Super weird. Yeah. And like, like light. I, yeah, I want to take it out and look at it, but I don't want to spill so much, spill well, any of it because it's so out. valuable. Yeah, it's like gold seed. Yeah, I got like fucking two hundred dollars in my hand right here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's goofy. Yeah, trust me, man. Imagine deciding when to spread that out. Stressful. I bet. So then you plant it. So I'll go over the seed label on that one. Um, the seed label. So you mix it with grasses, and the grasses, the native, technical native grasses in here are little blue stem and Indian grass. This grass seed is so weird. Oh, this just looks like it's like tangled straw or something. Like it's like a no. It's like if you got like a uh, like a shaker full of like dried parsley. Yep. Mix mix with a little bit of like cotton fuzz. I don't know, fennel seed maybe. Maybe it looks like fennel seed. So I read the seed label for this. Here, um, here, put this hundred dollars of seed back in the bag. I don't know which thing is so expensive. <laughs> I think it's the flowers. So if we look at the seed label on, holy shit! Look at all these. So first of all, I got them pheasants forever. I was actually pretty happy. I mean, the website's very old, um, but it's pretty hard to find these mixes. And pheasants forever actually has like appropriate mixes that automatically meet the standards for the NRCS programs, which I am a part of. Um, <clears throat> Heath Astard, Aster, Wild Vergamont, Prairie Cinquefoil, Greyhead Coneflower. You're a Greyhead Coneflower. <laughs> Landsleeved, Common Evening Primrose, Snowy golden, Goldenrod, Stiff Goldenrod. So, I mean, when we're looking <coughs> at Goldenrod out in the wild, like that's, that's some of this stuff. A nice hyssop, lead anise. plant, anise hyssop, yeah. butterfly weed. Is it spelled A N I S E? Yes. Anise. Common milkweed, which I really like that por- portion of it. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Partridge pea, purple prairie clover, white prairie clover, Ohio spiderwort, black eyed. Like <laughs> you don't like the word spiderwort, or you don't like Ohio. That? Oh yeah, black eyed Susan and um, hoary vervain. So supposedly some of these flowers won't even appear for like three to four years. What? <laughs> yes. They'll just get down in the seed bank and they'll like hang out there. Wow. And you'll see them in like three or four years. But it should be like a cool ass field of, uh, if you look at like the highest density of these, it looks like landsleeve. And then, like, milkweed's a high part. This partridge pea stuff is high part of the mix. Butterfly weed. I mean, some of these prairie flowers, like, they must be so small. So tiny. 
<clears throat> so anyways, I had the NRCS people out here today because they were doing like their monthly check-ins. And we got into a little bit of a spat almost because they they tried telling me that I was, they were like, well, you have to till. I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. Technically, if you say that to me, I'm not going to. And I don't think you have to. Like, why would you have to? If we go back to my back 10 acres that I planted last year, that clover. And he, he, they're kind of complaining because, like, right now the, the pasture that <clears throat> is coming up has a lot of weeds in it. And it's not, like, super full because I just broadcasted everything on top of whatever the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's go back in the back. Because this is the exact same method I used last year out here. And right now, I let a portion. So, like, in the back, I had portions where I, where I broadcasted clover strictly right on a cornfield. A st- corn stubble. No tillage. I had some minor tillage. And well, then, wait a second. What is it? Because you just said no tillage. Then you said minor tillage. No, I had some, like, minor tillage and then no tillage. I tested both oh, of them side yeah, by side. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't see any difference on them. It was literally just broadcasted in. The some like the pass I had, I mowed twice throughout the year, and then there were some portions where I never mowed, where like there was literally ragweed, everything just grew up, and then the clover filled in underneath it, mm-hmm. and it is up to your kneecap right now. It is as thick of a clover stand as I've like ever. Seen. I like I'm almost like weirded out how well it turned out. Okay, and I'm like look at that out there, and he's like, oh that looks like really good. I'm like that's exactly what I did here. I'm not worried about it. like it's it'll be fine. He's like, well, in the, uh, the, according to Stan, it's like, well, dude, fine. Then come back in a year. Like, it'll be fine. I'm well, what, what you should say is, do you see my tractor that has the tiller hooked up to it? I am going to till all of this. Yeah, well, that would be. No, because I, like, I don't like how they try to make you do that. It's weird. Okay. It's weird because there's other ways. <clears throat> My goal is to figure out a way that, well, maybe I am always trying to just fight the way that people. Yeah, are no, you here. think. <laughs> and what surprises me is that you haven't figured out that you can just like look somebody in the eyes and tell them that you're going lot, to do it their like, way. Like kind of like go along with them. Yeah, and then just don't. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I I don't like yeah. Yeah, I guess because I'm trying to, like, make a point to them. Sure. Like, because, okay, if you do go through this whole thing and you just, like, if we just tell people, like, well, just, like, let's just close our eyes and be like, no, you need to till. No, you need to till. No, you need to do this. No, you need to spray fertilizer. No, you need to do all this. But then I don't do that. And I say, no, all you need to do is throw seed on it. If you want to mow it for structure purposes, it will help. Like, you will suppress some weeds. Are we, like, what are we managing for? Are you managing for a pristine-looking soybean field or corn stand? Or are you managing for a deer food plot or, like, deer habitat, native habitat? And even in the pastures, like, I'm not that worried about Like, they will, like, there will be grasses that come in there. There will be clovers. Like, I'm not that worried about You're going to graze it off. They'll manage the weeds themselves. Same thing as a mower. So I just, 
I, I think it's a, I don't know, I'm always, I'm going to battle this one out. I'm not going to give in on that. Because I don't think it needs to be that difficult. I think you can go out and walk around with a bucket of seed and just throw it. And as I've been seeing here, we I have shit appearing that I thought was a complete loss. And it's always there, though. Like, the seed doesn't just vanish. And when it's ready, the fucker will pop back out. So that's why I was asking. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me some, some of these seeds, some of these flowers aren't going to come back for three to four years. So how are we going to know? Like, how are we going to judge this? Are you going to come back in, like, five years? I don't know. It's, well, what did they say? Well, he's he's like, well, I mean, we're talking about a very non-confrontational human working in the government. Sure. So he's like, well, yeah, I'll have to, we'll have to go up the higher ups and see as long as I'm like, because <clears throat> in the pollinator planting, like my portion of like the pollinator stuff, like I agree, it, you might need to graze a little bit, and I would be more willing to because it's like i know it's never going to be like anything else like it's a perennial like 10 year thing so like if you were to if you were to till something like that would be the place like right um so i tilled like strips through it but not like all tilled and i'm like look at the i technically did till (laughs) and it's like well not up to standards like well take a picture of the tilled part then i mean seriously i you have a that's why I told him that like you have a beautiful example here or you have a beautiful situation here perfect perfect situation for experimenting because this isn't your money this, I mean it's not my money either like it's it's a project through the government to help the watershed technically so wouldn't part of the project wouldn't it be helpful if I tried to figure out like almost the simplest way for people to succeed at it I'm just all I'm looking for the most simplistic way, the less time, like least amount of travels back and forth on a piece of property, not putting fertilizer, not tilling. That's all I'm trying to find. Is that too much to ask for? I don't know. You're the one who talked to him, not me. Apparently. I thought we ended all right, but <laughs> I know it's going to be a battle. It will. I and <clears throat> like the pasture, like the main pasture, like I will probably mow a lot, but even that, it's still it's like well, I look out at these this clover stand that I know I just broadcasted in once, left it alone, never looked at it again last year, and you can see the fucking eight foot like dead stalks of the ragweed still standing in it, so you can see where I never mowed it, and it's like as flush and as like nice looking as the places that I did mow. Like, I'd say the places I did mow, maybe a little taller, maybe a little fuller. But is it worth mowing it twice? I don't know. And it's like the mowing is, the mowing for me is a structure tool because, Jesus Christ, you mow a wide lane, they follow it. It's wild. I mean, this field that we're looking at right now was a wide open, just vast cornfield and within by that fall with all the weeds that grew up all the clover that grew up everything that grew up and just some well-placed mowed trails for the most part it's actually pretty insane how much they follow those lines for structure purposes but 
you guys uh you always have liked manipulating things haven't you yeah i mean it gets into the control thing i, I mean if you think about it how controlling is rotational grazing yeah it's a fucking wet dream <laughs> for you <laughs> oh you want to eat the grass over there too bad you're gonna eat yeah, it over here we're moving today <laughs> It is, uh, I've thought about that. I've thought about that <laughs> quite a bit when I when I move them. I'm like, this is kind of falling right into <laughs> my personality. Yeah, this, yeah, I can, I can, I mean, these, because uh, it is it is cool, man. You put them on these little areas, they mow the area for you, you move them off, and the area just comes and explodes back. It's insane. Because I've been testing, like, the first grass spots I put down, put them down there. I had two different testing spots. I kept them on the one spot for, like, four days and I kept them in the next spot for one day. And so it was about, I don't know. Like it seemed like even like when I brought them over to that new spot for only one day, like they hit it harder. So like it wasn't as much like less vegetation there. Like it was almost like half where you think like four days versus one day would be four times more grazed. But it was like they hit the second spot harder. Um, and then I kind of mowed a couple of strips in it. So like I'm testing Okay, the amount of time that grazed on, how quickly it responds, and then even coming in with a mower and just mowing a couple strips in those grazed spots to even knock the weeds down. Like, what do you bring back? What happens to it in those different places? So it's like every spot I move them, it's always like this, like, I don't I just think it'd be idiotic to just do the exact same thing everywhere because I, I, so every spot it's like, well, I'll, I'll mow here or I'll, I'll uh, graze them a little harder on this one spot and then move them and then like broadcast like new seed in somewhere and then just like see the response of every area. So if I do that for a whole summer, I'll have kind of a formulated hypothesis or kind of like a equation that I might be able to repeat and kind of move with. But then that's another thing. Like once you think you got it figured out, I'm sure it's not. Like I'm sure it's just going to be a moving target. Yeah, moisture levels. Yeah, and now we're kind of turning into like where we're kind of muddy close but like it's almost like turning into like a pretty good spring kind of like we we're getting these last two weeks have been i mean we, wet they've been wet we didn't we did not get over an inch of rain during that whole last week but it was just rain every day collected every single inch yeah every single drop of that shit stayed where it landed yeah. like you was no running off no. like so about was, as good as you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, kept, I not, kept being like, "That's can we not just get, like, true. That's not true because, like, a, like, we're talking about farmers right now, and nothing's ever good enough." And I did fall into that. I still was complaining. I'm yeah, like, "Can I'm we sure just get were. a decent little downpour?" Because I just wanted, like, because I'd brought. I think the a big importance of broadcasting and success rate is timing that shit before a good rain. And if you get a hard rain, and drive it right in. Fuck yeah, dude! It does the job for fuck you. Yeah. It really does. I get it. I mean, if you don't have that time or if you don't want to do that, then you're going to need to probably till or no till into the ground to really get the, do you, if you want to drive the seed into the ground, like if, and there is no rain to do the work for you, but I have, I have tested a few spots here now where I've been broadcasting, then mow and then like aggressively drag after just like you're dragging on sod that you don't want to kill. Well, there's nothing like this spot out here. Oh, nothing out oh there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're mowing the weeds, then broadcasting, and then 
nope. dragging. Broadcast always first. Broadcast then mull. Yeah. Sure. Because if you mull before you broadcast, then yeah, the, the, the thatch. thatch. Yeah. That, Bad man. Yeah. Can't be having thatch the, is good. Yeah. If the seeds seed under it. in there first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thatch. What a good word. Old uh, old time farmer always says like, don't ever, don't ever broadcast before you mull. Or don't ever broadcast after mow. Always broadcast before you sure. mow and then run over it with a mower. It's almost like weird. Like once you put seed in the ground, you're like kind of scared to do stuff on that ground. But. Got to get over that, huh? Yeah. Especially when you see shit appear from like things that you thought weren't coming. It's like, well, what was what was that seed doing? Like you could have ran that thing over probably with a tiller and it would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, actually, that's that's a good point. I did till a little line somewhere, and the grass seed had been tossed before I tilled. Didn't think it was there. Had tilled, and now it's coming up through the areas that I tilled. So I had tilled after. Because I had, I had almost thought about that. Like, what if I broadcast and then, like, set the tiller where it's, like, literally just, like, turning, like, just, like, kind of kicking dirt mm-hmm. up, but with the seed on the ground. So it's kind of, like, just burying the seed a little bit. What that would do. I should try a little area like that. It's I'm not I don't think I can control the tiller height that well though. It kind of wants to just sink down in all the time, which pisses me off. Kind of pisses me off. I have uh, I wouldn't say it. The rototiller is a complete waste because it is kind of nice, like especially with the pigs and then like the yeah, garden. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, you're mad about it as I'm looking at your rototill lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the garden is getting an expansion, mainly because I want to have easier mowing between the rows because last year I was just getting pissed off because I made them too tight. And by mm-hmm. the end of the year, I was like mowing over. Cause listen, I like to be able to mow around stuff in the yard. Okay. I saw your yard the other day too. And it actually looked pretty sharp, which yeah. is pretty surprising. To come I've been, me. I've actually been spending like more, more time mowing this year than I normally do. What's the reasoning for that? Don't know. You still skull fucking it. Like you still want to, you, you want to knock it down, right? Well, or have you been actually putting effort into like? No, very minimal effort. Like, have you raised the deck up? The where fir- you're like, hey, I'm gonna cut it like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The first time really? I mowed this year, I I had the deck pretty high, but that's because I refused to mow before May first. So my yard is pretty fucking long. When that's I fair. For the first time. I didn't mow before May first. Yeah. It's just like a thing that I refuse to do. I don't think there's a year that that would be an issue. I really don't. Oh, I like I was working with people who had mowed three times before I mowed yeah. once. They're fucking Jeff level freaks. <laughs> Jeffrey is uh he's an obsessed. old yard man. And he's taking it to the next level. He is as obsessed with a yard as one could be, I think. Yeah. He's way too young for that shit. But anyways, <clears throat> yeah, so I've like I think I've mowed three times now this year, maybe four. But I know that I've mowed like differently every time, which apparently is. You good starting to get some yard. lines? Are you starting to start to lay some lines? Sometimes. <laughs> well, start bringing it out on the Snapchat. No, it don't look that good. I uh, <laughs> that's funny. I I yeah, I'm kind of behind on mowing right now. I need to mow the yard, but I'm trying to move all the animals out of the yard. Oh, I don't know. I I see your mower deck just. Just sitting over there, and uh, the dandelions aren't as high as the deck yet, so I think you're good. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, once the trailer birds are moved out into the field and the pigs get out of here, then it'll be, like, a normal yard again. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it the way it is. I do, too, but it's starting to 
starting to piss you off. Starting to smell. Sure. And <clears throat> like, I'm not that. I don't really like the weedy look, like the overgrown, like farmyard look. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. I I do think that you know if you want people to feel more comfortable and like especially like, you know like we're doing good things with the food and stuff on the farm but like if you really want people to come out here and feel comfortable, like it should look decently like yeah look, no look I nice. don't I don't disagree with you there. yeah and man does a good a good looking yard looks good it does and it really does like I look at this right now it's kind of pissing me off but I also know I can get that shit cleaned up in like two moles yeah with a weed whacker too. One. Oh, yeah, I don't touch those things. Ever? Oh, no. I have two of them, and I haven't <laughs> run them in years. I do once a month. Really? Once I think once every, once every like, three to four moles, it'll be. Sure. You know what? Maybe maybe I'll bust one out this summer sometime and just see how I, like, feel after doing it. Dude, well, it's going to be a problem because once you do it, and then you look back, and you're like, wow, that makes a big difference. Yeah, maybe. Or I might just be like, yeah, I really it. don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm guessing is what's going to happen because that's what happens every time I do use it. Yeah. I like use it once because I'm like, oh, well, maybe I, maybe this time it'll be different for me. And then I do it and I just look at it and I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. That was not worth the effort. Yeah. It's uh, this 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 uh yard is an aggressive weed whacking job, too, because there's a lot of shit. To yeah, there's a lot of buildings and stuff. But I have pretty aggressive weed whacker to do it with. Yeah. I got that big ass steel thing does well. And that part of it, I haven't even set that thing up yet. I've like put. That's the problem with weed whackers. You gotta fucking do that wire, replace the wire and stuff. It's oh yeah, so it's putzy. annoying. It's putzy. And if you run out of wire during the middle of a weed whacking thing, yeah, oh, you're done. It's so goddamn you're done. annoying. Oh, it pisses me off. I, yeah, I remember getting yelled at as a kid for that. So why'd you only do half of it? I'm like, yeah, I, I ran out of line. I don't know. I, I still don't feel like I really know how to properly put a line in. It's like I feel like I'm always doing it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember we had, like, the kind where you, like, spooled it up. There was, like, it came out both ends, and yep. you spooled it up in the middle, and, like, when you ran out, you, like, tapped it on the ground, and that shot it out. Oh, really? And then we had, like, the kind where you just, like, used two different, like, just short lines and stuck it in, and then when they were, like, down to the point where they weren't doing anything, you pulled them out and just put two new ones in. Ooh, that would be bad. Oh, yeah, it was just... small time. Yeah, it was just annoying. Like, but... And it was just like, well, why'd you only do half? I'm like, well, because I ran out of line and fuck that. No, when you start a job, you finish it. <laughs> okay, Mark. You started it 15 years ago and you're not doing it now. So, like, what's the deal, man? It's going to be a hard one when you have kids. Because it's going to be like, ah, go weed eat. But I'm like, I know exactly. I didn't like doing that. I don't know how you... But you almost like have to make them do it, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I'll ever like experience that. So I don't know. But <laughs> I do think you got to make them go through things they don't want to do, for yeah, sure. And like make them do like be hypocritical. It's like almost like a, oh yeah, yeah, have to. Yeah. The, like you for, drink right now. It's like well, shut up, dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck do you know? Yeah. Smack. It'll be an easy one for me though, because like they'll they'll be like, you drank in high school. Like, no, I didn't. I'll fucking go to the goddamn grave with that. I didn't drink technically until after wrestling my senior year. So, buddy, you aren't either. Because I'm not even being hypocritical. You can't fucking argue with me on that one. You're done. Old Jebediah did, though. Yeah. 
<laughs> twice, I think. <laughs> no, we were pretty well behaved. No, yeah, I do think like in high school before before I was like done with sports, I do think I drank twice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything crazy. No. Pretty controlled <clears throat> settings. Yeah, and I feel pretty good about that. Like it's not. I don't think it's anything that. Yeah, I have no regrets about it. Like, there's no part of me that's like, oh man, I wish I would have just yeah, I wish I let loose more. Wish I would have just let loose more. No, literally, no. Mm-mm. Now maybe I made up. Maybe I tried to make up with it, make up for it too much in college, but oh. Yeah. You have to learn at some point because you either fuck it up, you either fuck up in high school or you do it then. So whatever. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I know some people who still aren't done making up for it. You know, that's true. That's true. Fuck. They're like, I don't I don't think that they've uh, they obviously don't feel what I feel the next morning because I don't understand how you (laughs) could possibly like my dad's like that. Went to a wedding on Friday. I'm done. Like for like I'm like. I need Saturday to like recoup, and I didn't even drink that much. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's going to another wedding on Saturday. Went to another wedding on Saturday. I'm still like reeling from Friday, and I didn't even drink that much. He he tries getting his ass out here on Sunday to have some beers. It's like, dude, how? <laughs> Don't you feel stuff? <laughs> no, I just think there's special people. Yeah, and if that's you, more power to you. Honestly, I guess. yeah, it would be it wouldn't be that bad of a thing. Like, I'd fucking sling some beers nightly if I could. Do you want me to explain to you what I did yesterday? Did you have some Sunday beers? No, no, I didn't because I had way too many oh, Saturday right. beers Saturday. at a wedding. Yeah, did you just sleep all day? I got up, hung over as shit, but couldn't sleep anymore. Yeah, that's a problem. Felt like dog shit. Pummeled a French press or a coffee. Nice. Then made cold. Huh? Cold? Oh no, hotter than fuck. Burned my mouth. Didn't care. Uh, then, like, my brother-in-law and my sister got up, made four more pressers of coffee, split up between three people. But I, I had my first one down, you know. Yeah. Then, uh, then I made breakfast. Then I proceeded to lay on the couch for the rest of the day. Yeah. No will to live. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad can't do it and I was, I was like laying there thinking about like man 10 years ago i had a fucking had five beers in me already the morning beer was not uh wasn't a stranger no and it wasn't a problem remember remember buck's wedding yeah we were at uh what was that country on the river and got <laughs> oh up god yeah so it was like a friday night country on the river <clears throat> i'm sure we did great that was chris stapleton there. yes yeah Totally worth it. Then we got up the next morning because we were camping. And I started drinking. You're like, Jed, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm fucking tough. I'm going to do it. Made it through the whole wedding. You couldn't pay me enough money now to start drinking in the morning and make it through a whole wedding. I don't think I would be capable of it. Yeah, not. At all. Mm -mm. Like physically. No, I looked at my sister at 8 o'clock. On Saturday at the wedding, 8 o'clock, I'm like, I'm ready to leave. We need to leave. <laughs> Didn't get my way. <clears throat> I slipped out at 10 on Friday. Yeah, is... I was. I, I think I think we got home around like 1030. That's a good time. That's a good time. Yeah, still felt like shit. Would have been way better off if we'd have left when I fucking said so. 
Yeah, I mean, I successfully drank some. I can't. Goddamn bird was just sitting on the electric fence. Yeah, it wasn't grounded. I suppose, yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, <clears throat> got in some random shit yeah, there. That was a little weird, weird section. All there. right. Episode 94 is in the books. Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know uh, if you liked some of the new segments. We're probably going to get into some more of the planting stuff and farming stuff. And then we're going to be in the summer. So, fishing, maybe. Fishing. Big weekend Mule-ies this weekend. Mule's are heading. Big Mule's are oh, coming yeah. soon. What's this weekend then? Muskie opener. Ooh. Inland, right? Uh, no, the whole state. the The southern zone's already open, but like okay. the northern northern zone. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to be a prisoner on a boat for like forty eight hours. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> well, we'll have to get into that next week then. Yep. Next week, talking about a little musky fishing. Yeah, it'll be terrible. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>